It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the June 4th episode of the Locked On Thunder podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G. Thank you for making me a part of your day. Coming up in segment number one of the Locked On Thunder podcast, we will talk about Kevin Durant because he's now saying that the move to Golden State was all about validation from his peers. And this is about the 1,000th one time that Kevin Durant has changed his story on why he left Oklahoma City to go to Golden State. But I'm not going to necessarily go where you think I would go by bringing this up. I, I did that on Twitter last night. I took the low-hanging fruit and and ate it on Twitter last night. Not going to do it tonight because it's this, this comment And what Kevin Durant said is symptomatic of what's going on in the NBA right now. And Russell Westbrook, for better or worse, doesn't fall into this category. So we'll talk about it from a Russell Westbrook angle and ultimately what this means for the Oklahoma City Thunder as this epidemic, in some respects, spreads around the association. Plus, we'll, we we have to touch on Steph Curry last night. I know there's a lot of Thunder fans. I know you probably can't stand him because you're a Thunder fan. I hate Golden State, but Steph was an absolute killer last night, and his performance is certainly worth bringing up. In segment number two, we'll get to LeBron James because there are people already predicting his future based on the outcome of game two last night. One NBA player in particular is already playing GM and shipping him to Houston. We've already talked about why that may work, why that may not work. We'll get into a little bit more of the X's and O's on that. And and ultimately, what does LeBron need to do for his legacy, if anything? Plus, we'll talk a little bit about J.R. Smith. I'm starting to feel bad for that guy. And then in segment number three, Kendrick Perkins pulled a total dick move last night. I love Kendrick. But he did something that he shouldn't have done or didn't do something that he could have done. Plus, what about Coach Perk? Is that something that could work for the Oklahoma City Thunder? All that is coming up today here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. I did radio in Oklahoma City here for a while. Um, I I say that every podcast. I just sort of introduce you to myself, especially if this is the first time you're listening to the Locked on Thunder podcast. I've covered the team for five years now and been very fortunate to do that. I'm lucky enough to have a credential so I can go to shoot around and practice and then go to the games. And if you want audio and video from the Thunder, then go to LockedOnThunder.com. Plus, we've got all our podcast archives. So if you want to hear just how nuts I am, and believe me, I am crazy. I've got some really whacked out opinions then. By all means, delve into the Locked On Thunder archives just to see how crazy I am. I would love for you to do that, and I would love for you to follow me on Twitter, at G-E-E-H-S-O, because I love nothing more than talking Thunder basketball with you throughout the season and during the offseason. And let's start with Kevin Durant, since we are in the offseason now and still 
waiting for Paul George to declare his free agency and hopefully re-sign with the Oklahoma City Thunders. Kevin Durant saying that his move two years ago for from Oklahoma City, there, I can talk, from Oklahoma City to Golden State was about validation from his peers. And this is in an article by Tim Kawakami of The Athletic. Durant saying, essentially, and, and I am paraphrasing here, that when the Warriors came and made their recruiting pitch to him, he thought he was, quote, pretty damn good. And now the Warriors, the best team in the NBA, are telling him they want him. And for him, that validated it. That 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 moment right there, according to Kevin Durant, let him know that he was one of the best players in the NBA. Because if the best team wants you, then you must be pretty good. If they think that you can help them win a championship, then everything, all the hard work, everything you've done in your career is finally now paying off. And I get that. I can actually understand that. When, when Kevin Durant says that, I, I get it. Because when, when I was working down in New Mexico and spent 13 years there, just to give you a little background on my information, and I hosted a sports talk show for seven years, but there was a lot of paying dues up until that time. A lot of overnights doing rock stuff. There was a lot of board hopping shifts, a lot of producing, a lot of being the guy behind the scenes, a lot of production. I mean, for for years and years, it was work until I got my turn. And even when I was in New Mexico, it wasn't until I got the job in Oklahoma City that I felt, ah, my career is validated. Because somebody's hiring me here, I must actually now be pretty good. So I get that. And I think it's that way for everybody in their career. And that's not to say that the last, the, the, the place that I worked at in New Mexico wasn't good enough for me because it certainly was. And it was a great place to hone, uh, hone, hone my skills. And man, I will forever be thankful for that. And I guess sometimes when you listen to this, you're probably thinking, hone your skills, dude, you stutter more than anyone. Okay, I I get that and you're totally right. But, but I can identify with Kim Durant on this and I bet you can too. That when you get that promotion, or maybe you're working for a particular company, or you're working for a particular guy, and he's good, but there's somebody else you've always wanted to work for. There's always been a goal you wanted to reach, so I can understand that. Back to the validation thing, though. When Kevin Durant said that he needed to have his career validated, that bothered me. One, because I don't know how your career isn't validated in Oklahoma City, because Durant in that article goes on to say or at least during some of those quotes, is, you know, hey, the media, you know, this validated it to the media and other GMs, and I wanted it to be validated by the media and other GMs. Well, the media voted you MVP. The media, anytime they talked, anytime we talked on our show, it was always Kevin Durant is one of the top three players in the NBA. He had validation from the media. He had validation from other GMs, and certainly he had validation from other players. I don't think there's any player in the NBA that didn't think Kevin Durant was completely world-class. But it's symptomatic of what's going on in the NBA right now. In in what I call the banana boat era, is that more guys, because you've come up in the AAU system, and because AAU coaches are always telling you how great you are. And a lot of times they're looking to make a buck off you. I think we find that out in this FBI investigation if we didn't already know that. Or they're trying to get something out of you so they can further their career. 
they constantly spoon feed you validation. And sometimes they do it with a, with a balance of criticism and validation just so they can keep you motivated. Well, when athletes are growing up in that, it constantly needs to be reiter- reiterated to them time after time. They've become entertainers. The whole reason people make their living with microphones is because we want to be validated. There's something that didn't happen in our life that now we feel you need to be giving us a pat on the back for. You need to be telling us we're good because that's how we build our self-esteem. Athletes are falling into that. And for a long time, athletes did not fall into that category. Athletes used to work better when they had chips on their shoulders. And it was the, I'll show you. You don't think I'm good enough? Fine, I'll show you. I I don't need your approval, but I'll show you. Russell Westbrook is the last guy in the NBA who falls into that category. I still think it it exists in the NFL because 7-on-7 is prevalent, but it's not as prevalent as AAU. And for better or worse, Russell Westbrook doesn't need or want your approval or my approval or certainly approval of his peers. And when it comes to the media, hey, just go back to LockedOnThunder.com. Pull up any of Russell Westbrook's video that I have posted. Pull up any of the audio. He certainly doesn't need the media's approval. Russ, because he was a guy that was considered to be too small, because he's a guy that went to a camp in in Georgia, and people that know who he was has always used that to fuel his fire. He doesn't need or want somebody recruiting him to have that um, that epiphany that Kevin Durant needed to know that he was good. And really, it's not just Kevin Durant. Carmelo Anthony falls into this category. Paul George falls into this category. Every other player in the NBA wants to know that we, the fans, we, the media, and everybody else thinks, man, you are just it. And that that's, that's not going to change anytime soon. It's not going to change until AAU is completely eradicated. And you're not putting that genie back in the bottle. So what you're going to get is athletes who constantly need that ego stroke, who constantly need to know that what they're doing is good enough for them. And I think it's great for entertainers. I'm not so sure that it's good for athletes because in a sense, what they're going to do from time to time is they're going to make decisions that will come back to haunt them. And while, and I strongly, strongly disagree with, uh, and I need to figure out who, sent out that tweet last night because, man, I got I to go back and and figure all this. But, yeah, you go back and, and look at the guy from Pro Basketball Talk who tweeted this out last night. And certainly, you know, he thinks that Kevin Durant, all we're going to be doing is talking about his... It was Kurt Heelan. Sorry, Kurt. Go back to what Kurt Heelan said. Hey, all we'll be doing is talking about Kevin Durant's championships when he retires. That's not true. That's not true. This move will always be attached to Kevin Durant, and there will always be a group of people who think that it's a weak move. And thus, Kevin Durant will probably go his entire career without having that validation that he so richly wants from as many people as he wants. Last night in the NBA Finals, I got to get to this real quick. Steph Curry was an absolute killer what did he make seven nine or was it nine three-pointers last night I can't even remember the stats but the starting five for Cleveland was really good since J.R. Smith 
The starting five was excellent. I don't think there's anything that the Cavs can do any better than what they did last night. Neither team really got all that much out of their bench. It's just that Golden State's better. And for as great as LeBron has been in this finals, that performance by Steph eclipsed anything LeBron did last night. Maybe not for the entire NBA playoffs, but it certainly eclipsed what LeBron James did last night. And that was Mariano Rivera closing type skills that we saw out of Steph Curry. He's put himself in front as the MVP right now, and that's the type of guy, I mean, talk about clutch players. You can't argue that Steph Curry is not clutch anymore. That was just one of the most amazing performances I ever saw, and I actually enjoyed it. And you could just see it on the looks of the faces of the Cleveland Cavaliers, just how devastated they were. Whenever Steph hit that 1-3 with the shot clock winding down, he's off balance, and boom, it goes in. At that point, you know you're dead. Actually, I thought the dagger didn't come from Steph last night, but came from David West late in the late in the third quarter. I thought David West hit the dagger, and that's it. And, and can Cleveland respond? Well, they've certainly been very good at home throughout these playoffs, but, but this series is over. It's over, and it was over the minute that J.R. Smith decided that he was going to dribble out the clock and not do a putback once he got that rebound off that George Hill miss free throw. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. You are listening to, uh, well, obviously, Locked on Thunder, which is part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming. Or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. File with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So, switch to TurboTax. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. Segment number two now of the Locked on Thunder podcast. Let's talk a little LeBron James here. And, and I will never understand why LeBron James wasn't appreciated more during the early part of his career. I'll never get it. Because we saw greatness. I mean, he, he far exceeded anything that we could have imagined that, that he was going to do. And to put pressure on LeBron James or anybody else coming up in the, th- through now, I guess, the college ranks or maybe out of Europe or wherever they're playing before they hit the NBA, to put any sort of pressure to think anybody is going to be the next Michael Jordan is completely unfair. And only now are we finally letting LeBron James be LeBron James. And that's something that I always advocated for when he came into the league. It's like, let's just watch this guy play. Let's not worry about the number of championships, worry about the number of MVPs. Let's just see if his skill set and his God-given abilities can make him the best in the NBA. And it's just... It's never going to be good enough for some people. LeBron is a guy that, no matter what he does throughout his career, can't do anything right. And LeBron knows that. He seems to have a little DNF in him 
a, a little bit more than what he did during the beginning of his career, which I think is something Kevin Durant probably needs to adopt. But now LeBron James is in position where his next move is going to be extremely calculated. And Jared Dudley's already shipping LeBron James off to Houston. During the game last night, Jared Dudley is already saying LeBron James is going to Houston. Well, first of all, LeBron is owed $35 million from the Cavs, which seems at this point in his career, it's a lot of money to be leaving on the table, but you're LeBron James and you make way more off endorsements than you do from your NBA contract. So if there's anybody in the NBA that can definitely walk away from that, it's LBJ. And most likely, I, I do believe that, that he is going to opt out of that. But now, you, Houston, do you do a sign-and-trade? Do you ship Eric Gordon? And more importantly, if you're Houston, do you want LeBron James? Because there has to be a certain part of you that's looking back on that Western Conference Final Series, which went to seven games. And you had a lead in there. You had the opportunity to eliminate Golden State. Aren't you at least convinced on some level you can get them without bringing in LeBron James? Isn't it just a matter of Chris Paul re-signing, staying healthy, and getting one more year under his belt and maybe doing some tweaks on the bench? That's what I would be pushing for if I was James Harden. I would not want LeBron James coming into my house because, one, I'm the face of the organization. It's my team. Chris Paul is great, but he's still second fiddle. Well, now I'm going to be totally eclipsed by LeBron James. And it'd be one thing if I knew he was the only way I could get a ring. But if I'm James Harden, I certainly think I can get a ring without the help of LeBron. Man, I'm, this team is stacked. We just need a couple of tweaks here and there, man. Get rid of Ryan Anderson, find somebody else. And let, let's go on about our way. Let's not get rid of Eric Gordon. We got one of the, the best sixth men in, in the NBA. We're, we're good. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I, I, but that's just me. I'm that guy who I will tell you straight up, I'm arrogant enough when I think I'm good enough to do something. I don't necessarily want the help. I want to do it on my own. And I'd rather do it on my own and fail to at least know that I gave an attempt at it before I had to concede and have somebody else come in and pick me up. So I don't like the idea of LeBron James going to Houston. Is he going to Los Angeles? It just seems too obvious. And and uh, and how all this comes back to the Thunder, as, as I'm kind of digressing here, is what is going through Paul George's mind? As Paul George is reading all these tweets, as Paul George is talking to his agent, his friend, Sam Presti, and, and trying to figure out what his next move is, how much of his next move is predicated on what LeBron James does and, and whether or not Paul George can go out and be part of a super team? That You know that has to cross his mind. Paul George may not win a championship here in Oklahoma City. It might be fun to play here. Another year, and, and I will say this, and I got into this uh, discussion on Friday. Yes, I do believe that another year under this team's belt in Oklahoma City is a hell of a lot better and can do some really special things next year. doesn't necessarily mean win a championship, but I do think they could end up in the Western Conference Finals if they just get one more year together and, and figure out where all the pieces are. But does Paul George want to wait for that? And does Paul George like the idea of playing with LeBron James? Because certainly it's going to take away from his star a little bit. But of course, playing with Russell Westbrook probably takes away from your star as well. Real quick, J.R. Smith last night getting the MVP catcalls from the Warriors fans. Getting a getting a loud cheer when he was introduced. I honestly felt bad for J.R. Smith. His performance last night 
was pretty indicative of the way that J.R. Smith has played this entire season. This guy's had a terrible season. And he was the only guy in Cleveland starting five who wasn't any good at all. But there was a close-up where you could just see it on his face that that moment has not left J.R. Smith. And I got news for J.R. Smith. It's not going to leave you for the rest of your life. That's always going to be something you think about, especially if the Cavs don't find a way to come back. You are going to put it on your shoulders. It's just a matter of can you learn to live with it. On the court, I don't think, I really don't think it's affecting his play because, like I said, he hasn't been good all year long. So what's the difference between last night and other nights? There's just not much there with J.R. Smith. But to know that this is what this guy is going to wake up and deal with, not just for the rest of the series, but the entire summer, all year next year, and probably until the day that he dies, that's a pretty heavy burden to take on. And we've all got burdens. Look, we've got burdens that are all much bigger than than that. And J.R. Smith has been through things that are much tougher than this. It's just that when it's in the public spotlight, and that's what you're going to be known for, and every talk show host in America, every podcaster, every television host is going to is going to bring this up during your career. And when the Cavaliers story is written, and when J.R. Smith's written story is written, that moment is etched in time. And it's so cliche to say it's not about getting knocked down, it's about getting picked up. But think about that. That's going to constantly run through your head. And there's no way that it can't mess with you. Being on the court, honestly, and just playing probably alleviates some of the anxiety that J.R. Smith is going through now. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Coming up next, Coach Perk does have a nice ring to it. We'll talk about that next. Plus, what move did Kendrick Perkins make or not make that I'm going to criticize? Well, you'll find out here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked on. There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but really the first words you want to say are, Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And trust me, as someone named Jake, that is a fact. That's the phrase that will help you feel good knowing that you have people who can help you find the right coverage for the things you want to protect. Insurance doesn't need to be complicated with a State Farm agent. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits you because your situation is unique. And State Farm is there to help you feel supported with the coverage you need for your car, your home, and even boats, motorcycles, RVs, and other things that matter to you. And when you need ways to get help, don't yell or be angry because State Farm gives you options there too, in person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com or their award-winning app. State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Be sure to check out Locked On Cavs and Locked On Warriors for the latest with the NBA Finals. We're getting close to training camp time, so there's always all the Locked On NFL podcasts and, of course, uh, all the Locked On Major League Baseball podcasts for MLB going on at this very moment. Kendrick Perkins last night made a total dick move when Steph Curry was falling back and Perkins decided not to move his legs. Now, on one hand... I'm like, all right, dude, you're you're screwing with Steph Curry. I'm cool with that. But on the other hand, come on, Steph could have gotten hurt. And maybe the Warriors are overreacting just a bit on this. But man, the unwritten code amongst all athletes, and they'll tell you this, that guy out there is trying to make a living too. So you'd never go out with the intention to try and hurt someone because you wouldn't want it happening to you. Kendrick, come on, man, you're better than that. Be better than that. And I do love the idea of Coach Perk 
which was tweeted out last night by CBS Sports with Kendrick in his suit. I would love for him to come back to Oklahoma City in some sort of official manner and be a part of this organization because he's so extremely respected. And if there's one guy that could get Russell Westbrook to shut up and maybe one guy that could kind of talk to Russell Westbrook, and apparently Carmelo Anthony did a good job of that this year, I would think Russ would listen to a guy like Kendrick Perkins, don't you? Kendrick Perkins would be fabulous to have in the organization, and you know that that has to be talked about. You absolutely know that Sam Presti has had that discussion with Perk and probably Billy Donovan and some of the other players about bringing him back, and it wouldn't surprise me at all if we see Kendrick Perkins in an official capacity for the Oklahoma City Thunder somewhere down the line, and probably sooner rather than later. And yeah, we should all, we got to start the GoFundMe page for Tristan Thompson. Is it 25K? for shoving a ball in Draymond Green's face. Look, thank you. Thank you for doing that. So Oklahoma City fans, let's start the GoFundMe page and pay Tristan Thompson's fine and get him back that 25K because we know he and Khloe Kardashian need it. They just had a kid. Got to send that kid to college. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. We will be back tomorrow. Have a fantastic Monday. And don't forget, everybody love everybody. Those are the great words of Jackie Moon. The words of the great Jackie Moon. And as I always like to say, peace, love, and thunder up. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 